the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's the time of the week where we catch up with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management because Money Monday is a segment we do on the show to help you learn how to be smarter with your money, more purposeful in your investing. Retirement something that I think all workers think about. Financial independence is important, and that's what they specialize in at Aptus. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, and they offer you a free consultation so you can find out where you are in your retirement and strategize rather than just hope things go well, 614-917-1040. 614-917-1040 is their number. And you can also do that online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. So welcome in, Josh. Nice to have you with us. And we're hard to believe. I look at my calendar. Holy cow, it's already December the 5th. End of year stuff can be important from a tax planning perspective, from an investment perspective. What are some things that people ought to have on their radar now that they have still three weeks to get some things accomplished by the end of the year? I've yet to meet anybody that uh, really enjoys paying taxes. We know it's a necessary evil, but there are some things that you can do to minimize your tax bite. Um, and those things range from uh, you know, pursuing a health savings account uh, or perhaps just figuring out a way to max out a 401k or IRA. And the reason that these things are beneficial, uh, for different reasons, of course, is because you can put money in on a pre-tax basis, which directly reduces your tax bill at the end of the year. So to give you an example, uh, maybe you've been putting in, you know, three or five percent into your 401k through the entire year. However, at the end of the year, you get a bonus. Hopefully, that would be awesome. Uh, but that bonus, most people will notice. Man, I really seem it really seems like I get killed on that, that bonus. And the reason for that is because when you receive a bonus, let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year, but you get a twenty thousand dollar bonus. The IRS or your payroll company views that twenty thousand dollar bonus as if you receive $20,000 on every paycheck. So mm. you get hit in a completely different tax bracket. So what you can do with most companies is go in and do two things. One, you could adjust your withholdings. And two, you could say, you know what, I want to contribute out of this particular paycheck. I want to put not 5%, but I'd like to put five grand or, or $6,000 into my 401k. And as long as you still have the availability there uh, without hitting any maximums, then you can absolutely do that, and that'll help you in the long run. So let's say that you were somebody who uh, in previous years had a tough economic year or something and you didn't make the contribution to your 401k that you hoped to make, and now you get hit with that bonus at the end of the year. Is there such a thing as catching up on past years when you've missed on a 401k contribution? Uh, kind of yes and no to answer the question. If you're over the age of 50 or you are the age of 50, uh, you are eligible to put in an additional $6,500 per year into your 401k, and they do, in fact, call that a catch-up. But for those of us who are under the age of 50, uh, we don't have that option. But again, you can do IRAs. There's plenty of other things you can do around your 401k to affect your tax bite at the end of the year. You just have to be a little bit more proactive. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday is the segment. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, just a, well, maybe a couple miles north of 270 and the 23 interchange, but right off 750. And Josh has a YouTube channel that offers you the opportunity to understand a lot of these concepts at a pace where you can take notes, stop the content, replay it. You can subscribe to that by going to Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. 
And when you do that, set up your free consultation, which they offer at Aptus to help you do a retirement checkup as we head toward the end of the year. And Josh, I'm wondering uh, a story that I saw, Bank of America survey, that wealthy young Americans are only 25% invested in the stock market. For people over the age of 43, they have 55% of their money in the stock market. But younger folks, they're going for some of these things that, you know, are kind of new, kind of edgy, cryptocurrencies one, private equity, uh, fine art. And not everybody has the ability to, you know, spend money and buy a piece of fine art. But I'm intrigued by how reactive the investment opportunities are out there because I know there are mutual funds that you can buy like a piece of fine art or there are private equity mutual funds where you buy a little piece of what uh, the people who are investing in you know certain startups and things like that go. You are in the financial business. Like, Are you ever struck by how trends sort of offer new investment opportunities for people? That makes sense if you think about it. I mean, where there's demand, there's going to be supply, right? If, if if people say, you know what, we'd really, really like, we'd like to be able to buy a fractional ownership in real estate in Miami Beach, or we'd like to buy a fractional ownership in wine, which you can do both of these things, uh, there will become a supply. Somebody will fill that need. Um, and while I would suggest that these aren't necessarily a bad investment idea, you know, do I think that it's a good idea to, to investigate investing in real estate. Is it a good idea to investigate investing in private equity? These are all great things, but are they something that you feel comfortable with enough, has a long enough track record, um, and that you're going to throw all of your money into to bank your entire retirement on? And I would suggest through you know the 20-plus years that I've been in the business, while there are home runs in these avenues, you know, private equity can be a a tremendous avenue to really lever up your money. Buying real estate has some fantastic tax and leverage advantages. However, um, they do require a heck of a lot more participation and investigation on your end. They're a lot less passive, and there is an increased risk unless you know exactly what you're doing. So if, you're, if, if your job is, I'm a doctor, I want to be a doctor, and then I want to put my money away and make sure I can retire the way I want to, um, you know, that might just not be in the cards for you. So maybe we would call those things like satellites. Let's stick to the core investing philosophies that have worked for 100 years and then satellite that with maybe a little bit more, um, you know, ancillary fringe type ideas where we believe there's a little more risk, but there's uh, a, a lot more reward. Josh Pick is our guest. Aptus Wealth Management is the firm, and you can get a free consultation by calling Aptus, 614-917-1040. Their website is Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, Aptus Wealth. Dot com. You know, you mentioned the phrase uh, information or too much information. I mean, that's the thing for me as I look around online, I prepare for the show and I can find a stock market expert who says that now's a great time to buy. I can find another one that says now's a great time to sell. As you assess uh, your options for your clients, uh, take me through a little bit of the process and how you make determinations as to where's a good place for people to have their money and where's a bad place for people to have their money. And that can be a different answer for people based upon their ages, correct? Yeah, I mean, step one is, first off, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, that is really a driving force in what you end up investing in. For example, uh, if you're saving for your kid's college and he's going to go to college in two years, that is drastically different in the investment uh, options that you should choose from that if somebody just had a child and wants to save for their college, and similarly for retirement. Um, so you have to first start with what are your objectives and how much time do you have to reach there. But then beyond that, you have to come up with a plan on 
you know, what can you tolerate in the way of volatility? You know, it, it would be great if we were all, <laughs> well, actually be horrible, but it would be easier uh, from an investing perspective if we were all kind of wired the same or if we could all just ignore volatility and move on with our lives. But the reality is we all know we're drastically different and what works for one person uh, will not work for the other. Now, you know, once we kind of investigate all those things and we start going down the path of, you know, how much money do you make and what does your tax situation look like and where do your liabilities exist? Well, then and only then do we start talking about what investments make the most sense for you. And then you have to have a pragmatic, analytical way of analyzing what positions make sense. And that ranges anywhere from we talk oftentimes on the show about, you know, at the equity markets and stocks. But this this parlays over into you know, what type of insurance should I buy to protect my family? Uh, does it make sense for me to set up my own private pension because my company doesn't offer one? And the list goes on and on, but the methodology is the same. And that is, what is a time-tested strategy that gives us the best, you know, kind of juice for the squeeze to get to the objectives that we want? Listen to Josh and I on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show on Friday night at 7 and also Saturday afternoons at noon. It's a great way to get more information about retirement, about planning, investing, and more of an insight into Josh's perspective on these kinds of things. As we wrap up, you know, we're thinking about 401ks, and I know what that is, but I hear a lot about 403bs. What is a 403b, Josh? Essentially, short answer, the same as a 401k. Um, So a 401k and a 403b both allow you to put in pre-tax dollars. Uh, It grows tax deferred, but then when you retire, you pull that money out after uh, pre-tax. So you have to pay taxes on all that money. Um, A 401k is simply the line in the tax code, 401 subsection K, that says if you work for a private company, think nationwide insurance or, uh, you know, the limited, then you have a 401k. If you work for Ohio State University, which is a public entity, then you fall under the tax code 403B. Um, and then there's you know additional tax codes like 457s and TSPs that apply to different entities. But all those really are is just a line in the tax code that applies to the type of company that you work for. Well, it's great to talk with you again. Look forward to seeing you on Friday. And until then, have a great week. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. Again, the number's at Aptus, 614-917-1040, or online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. So as we wrap up the show today, I want to try to, if I can, sometimes the headlines don't allow it, I want to try to end each day's show on a bit of an uplifting note. We will spend a lot of time during the show on headlines, and unfortunately, with the Democrats in control, of Washington, D.C., at least until January, and then only then do the Republicans get control of the House. The headlines are depressing. The local headlines are depressing. Schools trying to sneak stuff by parents. The LGBTQ agenda is rampant. And if you step out and stand up against it, you are called hateful and terrible and awful. So I'm going to try to end the show with something uplifting every day or something useful for you from a policy perspective, from a truth Perspective. I played shortly before the bottom of the hour a clip from the pastor, Alistair Begg. I'd like to replay maybe all of it, maybe a portion of it right now, because I will contrast it afterward with something spoken by the other side, the non-truth side, uh, articulated by uh, the first four-star female admiral in the United States Navy, who happens to be a dude. A man, a biological man masquerading as a woman, but To set the foundation, here is Alistair Begg on why 
truth matters. We are not free to tamper with Scripture. Why would I want to come up here and address these things this morning? Only because of the Bible. We started, so we have to go. We're not free to tamper with the Bible. We're not at liberty to rewrite the Bible, to accommodate godless perspectives, whether it's a godless perspective on euthanasia or on abortion or on sexuality, whatever it might be, transgenderism. And in this arena right now, at this point in the the 21st century here in America, within the framework of church, whatever you want to call church, big church, let everybody go in for the moment and think about this. The danger is an increasing danger that those who should know better are losing their convictions, not about sexual matters, but about the authority of the Bible. Now, I'm going to stop it there because... What I don't want you to do is to think, yeah, it's really important to have a pastor who's committed to Scripture. It is, but it's not a responsibility that falls solely on pastors. It falls on all of us as believers. You have to know what truth is, and you have to stand for the truth. Now, truth is not, the point he was making, is not determined by men. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's not me talking. That's Jesus talking when he ascended to heaven. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. The Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, determines what truth is. Truth is not a piece of clay. It is not shapeable. It is not malleable. Truth is truth. The phrase, my truth, is not truth at all, unless it is aligned with God's truth. My truth, most often, is simply someone's opinion that most often conflicts with what the truth is because their feelings are different. They think that they are not the man they were born to be or the woman they were born to be. They think they are something else. They are not someone who should be attracted to the opposite sex. They are, in fact, someone who was attracted to the same sex. That is their truth, but it is not the truth. These are unpopular opinions now. I'm very well aware of that, but I am like the Apostle Paul. If I were still trying to please men, I would not be pleasing Christ. So I encourage all of you to think... Oh, hold on. I want to call this up and stop it. This is the first female four-star admiral who is a man, Rachel Levine. And uh, this is why the Babylon Bee got suspended from Twitter, by the way, by saying that their uh, woman of the year is a man, Rachel Levine. The truth is, Rachel Levine is a man. She has a man's biology, but she dresses like a woman and contends that he is a woman. And here is Rachel Levine giving us all a lecture about transgenderism and gender-affirming care. And I want you to listen. I want you to listen closely here at the beginning before I stop it, to what Rachel Levine says is most important that we prioritize. So I encourage all of you to think of yourselves as ambassadors to your communities. Mm. Ambassadors for science. Ambassadors for compassion. And ambassadors for care. Ambassadors. Rachel Levine wants us all to consider ourselves ambassadors for science, for care. What was the other thing? Let me see. Tell me again. The three? Ambassadors for science. Ambassadors for compassion. And ambassadors for care. Okay. Ambassadors for science. Ambassadors for compassion. 
ambassadors for care. Notice Rachel Levine did not say we should be ambassadors for truth. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. We need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. Mm. Assumptions are underlying attacks on trans people. You're a man, you're born a man, you can't be a woman. That's not truth, according to Rachel Levine. That's an assumption. No, that's truth. It's your assumption that it's not truth, but it is truth. Pushing back the veil of ignorance demands this extra effort. And this is, a ch- this is the challenge before our profession. Pushing back the veil of ignorance. So if you are committed to truth, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, that is not truth, according to Rachel Levine, that is ignorance. Those who attack our community are driven by an agenda of politics. It has nothing to do with medicine. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with warmth, empathy, compassion, or understanding. Uh, Well, I would beg to differ. Is it compassionate to tell someone that they can be something they cannot be? Is that compassionate? It's convenient. It's easy. It maybe allows you to be their friend for longer than if you said, no, I'm sorry, you may feel like a woman, but you are not a woman, and you can never be a woman, no matter how much cutting occurs to your body, no no matter how many drugs you take, you cannot be a woman. Is it not compassionate, not caring, not even scientific, to tell someone the truth about their creation? I would argue that it is compassionate, that it is scientific, and that it is caring. To tell them the truth. Rachel Levine begs to differ. They are rejecting the value of supportive medicine, rejecting well-established science, and simply rejecting basic human compassion. Hmm. Well-established science, is it? Since when? Since, what, five minutes ago? When the escalating perversion of the LGBTQ ideology began to embrace the lie? That a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man? And all they need to do is imagine it into being? Is that scientific? Doesn't sound very scientific. See, I can imagine myself as a unicorn. It doesn't make me a unicorn. I can imagine myself as Pegasus the flying horse. It doesn't mean that I should jump off the sixth floor of our building. Feelings will lie to you. Because they bend to what we wish, what we fantasize about, what we hope. So there are a lot of things out there masquerading as truth. And they will definitely allow you, if you embrace them, to live an easier life here. The Christian life is not an easy life. The Christian life is a rewarding life. Because it is rooted, anchored to the truth. And man does not establish that truth. Only God does. That will never change. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.